1: Um, rediscover circumcision was my favorite one because the, how do you rediscover that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a discovery. <laughs> it wasn't like they were mining one day and they were like, oh, look what we found.
1: Look what we found in the rocks. <laughs> we found horsemen.
2: Welcome to The Crunch.
1: It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You ever notice how all of Matthew <laughs> Kelly's... a <laughs> <Okay>, great start. <laughs> ...logos are <laughs> Gotham font in a white text box? You ever notice
2: uh, how some people, like, religiously know the names of all the fonts? And m- most yeah, people me. don't don't know the difference between Comic Sans and Ariel Bowl. And so...
1: If you don't know the difference between Comic Sans and Ariel Bolt, you haven't been paying attention.
2: Tell me attention. about
1: Helvetica. Helvetica is okay. okay. The real hero of the day is Baybas Oh yeah? U. I Tell me about Gothic. It,
2: new Gothic. What's it? What's that one? What am I thinking of?
1: Are you thinking Gotham? of Gotham? No,
2: no. there's a different one. What's the one that looks like a new, an old-time newspaper?
1: Copper plate.
2: <laughs> or something. There's one that looks like when it says classified on... Documents from the
1: 1960s. Oh, that's uh, th- well, there's there's um, oh my god, you called? know Co- it, um, consult Consulus. I don't, know revenge. That, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Consulus, <laughs> what's I that? Is that from uh, <laughs> Jimmy Neutron? It sounds like it's from Sweet Life of Zach and oh. Cody, the episode where they get locked in that same. room. Yeah, yeah. Which was no, not appropriate no, 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 no. for children.
2: <laughs> we were watching some Sweet Life of Zach and Cody highlights the other day, not like highlights, like, but like you we do. Were, yeah. you know, looking at some, <laughs> Cause the entire series. Is, the we're, highlight. We're, we're looking you at some on. great moments, and my disciple Rory was like, "Do you remember when they did that that commercial?" And I was like, "What commercial?" And he goes, "Welcome to the Tipton, where everything is sweet." And he starts singing. Do you remember when they did the commercial for that for the hotel? <laughs> yeah, and he started singing that just. At the Tipton. It's your place to stay. And bring your family. As if the local staff.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. As if the local staff of a multinational hotel chain would need to do a commercial. commercial,
2: Which I thought was so funny. I thought it was so funny that he knew it right off the top of his head. Um, And then there's that great scene where Mosby is yelling at Zach and Cody. And he says, how do you lose a woman? And Cody says, you forget to cherish her. (laughs) That's funny. That's, That's iconic. Of
1: That's iconic. I love it. You forget to because he had just broken up with his girlfriend or something. You forget to cherish her. Zach and Cody have the same had the same aesthetic as Drake and Josh, where like the nerdy brother has a steady girlfriend for most That's of the true. series. Which yeah. they
2: made up for by making them completely lackluster in almost every other characteristic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. What have you been up to? How are to? you doing? I'm oh okay. I'll I'll talk. Uh, oh, I know you have been talking. Yeah. I'm
1: I'm good. Yeah. I of course I got that excited. I'm I'm probably going to be starting my master's degree soon. Yeah.
2: Nobody on the podcast knows about that, so you should. Nobody knows
1: about that because it happened yesterday. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going. I'm going back to school, baby. Woo! 2019 was a great year of no tests, no exams, and I was like, you know what? I miss it. Oof. I miss writing and reading and being told to do those things by people I'm and then getting kidding. graded on how good my writing was unironically I actually missed like I'll go over to Phoebe's apartment and she'll be like doing homework with her with her roommates and they'll be like hey Patrick like explain this thing and I'm like oh yeah that's really interesting so I like, go on this tangent mm-hmm. and I'm like man I missed this I missed taking tests
2: <laughs> I don't know what to say to you the look on your face says
1: it all it does
2: I especially for an audio medium such as this podcast it really does <laughs> say everything
1: I unironically <laughs> think that uh, graduate school will be easier than undergrad.
2: Oh, says every pre-graduate student
1: of yes. all time. And here's why I think that. First of all, you're- I only got to take two classes a semester. Yeah. What the heck? Like, I was taking six before. Nothing will ever be as hard as my final semester of college. At Anything. Anything I do in this life forever. Um, the only reason I say that is because... I didn't know how to manage my time yeah. <laughs> during college. Like during undergrad, it was like you would you be walking, by. do it like I said in the group text. Trying to study in a room full of eighteen to in a in a dorm full of eighteen to twenty year old men is so hard. I'm what? playing with your monitor and your glasses. I'm sorry. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, my monitor keeps blinking on and off. <laughs> it's, it's addicting. Um, yeah, I, well, that's the thing is you were, you made the poor, poor, poor decision of being an RA,
1: which yes, I understand
2: you had to do for financial reasons. And it makes a lot of sense in that regard.
1: Yeah. My, my, my student loans are, are thanking me for that. Exactly. And so you can't
2: really blame you for that, but it's not really the best learning environment. Who would have thought that putting a bunch of sweaty, sweaty men into one big building would not lead to academic success.
1: This is why everyone i have and i have been and forever will be in favor of women's education what <laughs> because the only thing you that say kept that is men if it's accountable the default
2: for women to not get educated these days
1: i it's not but i'm saying like the only people 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 in ye old times okay. were like no we can't put women and men together that's insane they'll be distracted the men will want to love the women and the women <laughs> will want to date the men and That's all good in theory, but what ended up happening was we put men and women together, and then the women did so much better. Uh They really did. (laughs) Because they can organize. Yeah. I don't think study groups were invented until co-education. Yes. (laughs) And they also made the men realize that they needed to shape up. I think that's what Mm -hmm. happened. Because when... We did all, we had all men and all women dorms. Like there were no women in my dorm and there was 120 men. But whenever a girl walked down the hallway, whatever rambunctiousness was going on ceased. Yes. Even, even if she wasn't like quote unquote eligible, like it had nothing to do with wanting to date her. Yes. It was just like the mere presence of a woman Mm -hmm. was like, we cannot be goofy.
2: Yeah. There's a reason that in Genesis chapter one, God looks at Adam and says, ah, you probably need some help. (laughs) You know? yeah because <laughs> it's it's I, I think that's so interesting because it's almost universal of like no matter what's going on i even today right if i'm mm-hmm. if I'm messing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. You're dancing on an elevated. Surface. Did I talk?
2: Did I talk about how my backyard almost got lit on fire this weekend? Have I told you about that? Nope. Okay. Not
1: this past weekend. Yeah. No, you didn't talk about that on last on week's this podcast. podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so why didn't you lead with that? I know. Continue. Well, well I
2: forgot that it happened until just now because I was thinking. I'm talking I was, about. I'm
1: talking about taking tests and you. I know like your backyard was ablaze. <laughs> so.
2: My, uh, my girlfriend Emma was in town, right, which was amazing. She was in town all weekend, which was super, super fun. Got to meet all the that students fun. that I get to work with and, and all that stuff. And on Saturday night, we had some people over because I was like, all right, let's 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 hang out. Let's do something chill. It was warm, and so we got the grill, got some burgers, seasoned I
1: just want a grill.
2: Got a little garlic salt on the, on the burgers, you know.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh. And then- The white boy palate is on fire.
2: And so we- We did that whole thing, made some food, got everything ready, had a vegetable tray, uh, all that stuff. And we had a fire in the backyard. And Michael was an Eagle Scout, and he'll never let you forget it. And he, as most (laughs) Eagle Scouts are wont to do. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, definitely. It's because they were told their entire Boy Scout career hey, uh, sometimes in a job interview, they'll see you were an Eagle Scout, and the guy interviewing you will be an Eagle Scout, and you'll get the job. And I'm like, that has not happened, happened to, to anyone me. except for the one guy <laughs> that that story is anyway. Um,
2: Mister Eagle Scout was his name, and now his name is Barack Obama. Uh, so he he came <laughs> over and he started that making that Eagle
1: the, Scout's name was Albert Einstein.
2: He started making the the fire. And earlier in the day, I think it's important to note that Emma did say, hey, do you have a rake so that I can clear out all of the leaves under the fire pit? And I said, no, I don't have a rake. I need to make sure that the burgers get done. Why are you asking me about these leaves? They're going to be fine. And I was like, what are you talking (laughs) about? Like, obviously, the the leaves will be okay.
1: You weren't an Eagle Scout (laughs) or whatever the Girl Scout equivalent of an Eagle Scout is. And...
2: um so, I said no about the the rake thing, and like we were just had to do a bunch of other stuff to kind of get ready for people to come over. so it kind of fell through the cracks for better or yeah. for worse, and by that, I mean for worse, right? This is absolutely <laughs> for, for so much. absolutely worse. my <laughs> fault for not heeding her warning. Um, and then he comes and he does does the fire, and then a little bit of the flame kind of falls out of the fire pit and hits a leaf.
1: A leaf, uh, and that's all it takes, yeah. And
2: so uh, Only you can prevent backyard fires. Uh, and so I go over to it, and we're, like, stepping on it, and we're like, okay, we got it, we got it, we got it. And then while we were focused on that one spot, on the other side of the fire pit, <laughs> <laughs> another piece of fire fell down, and it just, like, like it just lit up all the leaves. That was a good sound effect, yeah. Thank you. And so I immediately, like, we were, the guys were all over there kind of, like, working on it in a, in a bubble, and the girls were talking and, and doing stuff over to the side. Um, And so I run inside and I like grab a picture (laughs) and I grab the picture and I put it in my sink. And you know how like sometimes sinks only can go as fast as they can go. It's not like I can just ramp up the, the pressure yeah. of the sink. So I'm standing there waiting for this big old pitcher to fill up and I'm watching through the reflection of my screen door and I'm just seeing the <laughs> fire getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then at a certain point, every girl that was there runs into my house and they're saying, do you have any bowls? Do you have any cups? Do you have any plates? What can we do? Where do we put the fire? And they're all just like locked in on making sure that this fire gets split out. <laughs> Whereas the guys are out there like dancing on it and like trying to <laughs> pull the leaves away with their hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do we do what, what do we do it's like it's fine i'm an eagle scout I'm an Eagle us and i think that they <laughs> i think that they were
1: michael <laughs> swoop i think they, they were
2: in the process of like clearing out all the leaves so that the ones that were on fire were just going to burn out and it was going to be okay um yeah but it looked very inefficient so it was very funny so i grabbed it and i ran outside and i took the picture and i went yeah and i just threw water on everything <laughs> and it, it made it okay it was fine um but just the uh
1: Oh my the un- gosh!
2: The uniting of all the women all at once, running inside, ask, yelling at me, wondering where my bowls are, and
1: I'm like, I don't know where they are. They're, they're <laughs> gone. Like <laughs> I'm busy. Um, the, the sink can only go so fast. So it's just it was really yeah. You gotta have a fire extinguisher or a bucket of water or at least a bucket of sand well, next you, to every. The, here's the fire. thing: is
2: when you're when you're making a fire with an Eagle Scout, they say, "Don't worry about it. I got this." You know, and then you. <laughs> And then you end up. <laughs> you can't control the elements, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and then afterwards, he said, "I had it under control." And I said, "You did not at all. You did
1: not. <laughs> did you? Did you generate the water?" So that's what, what like, I'm yeah, saying. No, no. You
2: see, I was prepared.
1: I was prepared for you to go get water right. and throw it on the fire.
2: It was just funny. Later that night, we smashed a coconut open with a baseball bat. Um, we roasted. The There's co- coconuts in Tulsa. We roasted the coconut on the fire. Tried to eat it. Uh, you didn't answer my question. Yeah, there was a <laughs> coconut in Tulsa. It's now. Deceased. Are you
1: suggesting that a swallow <laughs> carried a coconut what to is, Tulsa, What Oklahoma? is the carrying
2: capacity of an unladen swallow? The terminal velocity. <laughs> what's the word? I don't remember. <laughs> the what it terminal was. velocity of <laughs> an
1: unladen swallow. swallow. Uh, yeah, that just means how fast can a bird go without a coconut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so we had a good night. All this to say is that without the women there, we probably would have died. I'm kidding.
1: We <laughs> would burn the house down. It's brick house. Oh so my I don't gosh! Let on fire or not, but yeah. So that's man. I had a whole, I had a whole like tinfoil hat thing I wanted to talk about, sure. but that just tops. Oh, me. thanks. Yeah. You can
2: still talk about it if you want.
1: I want to talk about coronavirus. All right, go for it. I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on. All right, I'm ready. And I'm gonna take it right off. Okay. Okay. <laughs> four years ago, oh, wow. in the 2015 to 2016. Yeah. Do you remember the big, the big virus scare? E- Ebola. Yeah. What about four years before that? H1N1. Yeah So I was like thinking back And I was like okay When I was in middle school It was a swine flu When I was in high school It was Ebola And then now it's coronavirus And I'm like I'm not saying That it's a hoax It's not a hoax Because it happens the People are dying Right People are dying Can't be a hoax it Can't be a hoax But Okay All that being said It is weird That a virus scare happens Every four years Like clockwork
2: Could be a deadly hoax
1: what <laughs> is this a joke you're making no, yeah
2: i so and what was the what was the what was the virus four years before that before i don't know one N one let's google it the democrats uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks uncle um, uncle ted uncle yeah oh no, not Ted's uncle Facebook. ted <laughs> we don't want uncle ted here oh no
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Not> uncle ted <laughs> oh god again yeah, so I was like thinking about that on my drive in because I was like, obviously it's not a hoax. Like I don't if people want to like like people we know are like stock the more times that you say
2: invest. obviously it's not a hoax, the more I believe that you think that it's a hoax. <laughs> don't laugh, people I are dying.
1: No, it's not funny. <laughs> but thinking coronavirus is a hoax is funny. I think I think that when people think I think conspiracy uh-huh. theories are funny. I think so too. Okay. Do people
2: actually think that but, it's a conspiracy theory, or is this just? Oh yeah, a I Patrick mean everybody original? has a
1: conspiracy theory, right? Okay. Like I mean. <laughs> When it comes to the news, no one knows what to believe anymore, right? It's like... Sure. I, I tweeted about this today. I was like, I literally... I went on the coronavirus thing on Twitter, and I, like, scrolled down, and there were people that were saying, guys, the media is lying. This is, like, not as big of a deal. And then someone in response goes, no, 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 the media is lying. It's a way bigger deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, some people think it's way bigger, based off of no person, like, yeah. no ex- expertise. Yeah. They're just like, I got a hunch that the news isn't telling us everything. Um. So like I I it's not about coronavirus, it's like it's not the fact that it's a virus. I think that a virus is like specifically something that people get concerned about and like meme. Okay. Because it's it's something that is scary because we can't really control it. You right. know, you can't see it, so like it's like that movie you with have no Gwyneth idea. Paltrow.
2: Cont- sure. Contagian.
1: Yeah. Like with terrorism it's like well i ain't seen no terrorism so like i ain't worried about it but like with viruses you're like well i don't know i need to be worried about it because i don't know so like putting people in a state of panic before an election i think is important if you want to like if you want to establish like hey like like people were literally asking joe biden what are you gonna do about coronavirus what do you mean what is he gonna do about coronavirus <laughs> one-on-one <laughs> hand-to-hand combat he'd lose it's a virus put up your dukes <laughs> coronavirus <laughs> Put up your d- meet me at the town square at high noon. <laughs> I think the real problem is like, it, I think the real problem is like news clog. That's the only way I can describe it. Is like, it's not it's not necessarily a distraction because it's something that's important, but it's something that's just an, it's it's scary enough, but it's innocuous, right? It's like it's scary enough, but it's not actually something that matters. In terms of the election, like it doesn't actually affect the election, yes, right, Correct. because everyone's worried about the next bubonic plague, right, the bubonic plague isn't going to happen again because we know how to we wash don't our let hands rats now. on boats, you know, yeah. just we don't let rats on boats, yes, you know <laughs> we, we don't we don't we don't let things spread, we know how to contain things, right, so like viruses are much less, people are like, oh man, it's been a long time since we've had a mass extinction or we had a mass disease. I'm like, yes. And there's a reason for that. It's called modern medicine. We
2: figured it out how to not do it (laughs) anymore.
1: It's because we got, we got smart. Um, But it, it's still enough to like make people worried. And I don't know, like it seems that the more people. Okay. So Twitter sees that people are talking about coronavirus and sees that people you follow and people you like are talking about coronavirus. So they're going to put the news headline at the top of your timeline. Yeah. And that's going to make it seem like a bigger deal than it is. Correct. Because Twitter's showing it to you, that means it's a big deal, right? Or and then this happens to everybody, right? And so then your bishop puts out a statement that says, "Hey, no one can receive from the chalice until coronavirus is done." You're like, "Oh my gosh!" Even the bishops are saying, but like the bishops operating off the same Thing. information as you. Yes. So like, there's ways that the, there's ways that things seem more immediately in danger than oh they yeah, are, of course. And this is like, I think, I it would be ridiculous if campaign if campaign advisors and marketers didn't understand that that's how things work and exploit it right it's the same thing with the Starbucks Red cups of course. they knew what was gonna happen people were gonna get mad about it they knew they would get free advertising I hop with their burger thing they knew people were gonna freak out about it they did and they made more money right it's manipulating social media and manipulating information in order to spread a message with businesses. It's fine. Whatever people make memes. They're dumb. They're going to parrot things off. But like when it comes to the, when it comes to politics, whoever makes the most noise gets the job. We saw that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to be more careful about how we contribute to the noise. Because I think at this point, even just joking and memeing about things is a problem. Oh, yeah. Because it contributes to the noise. Correct. But then how do we get information? Because we've essentially made social media the only way we get information
2: about the world. Do you ever read the news? No. Okay. Could be a good start. Yeah. I don't want to read the news. I, yeah, because it's more work, buddy. <laughs> yeah. it's It's unfortunate. I'll say this one thing before I teach you how to inform yourself, but... How dare you? I know.
1: <laughs> uh, I read books more than the news. Which is good, but too. But that's not I, current events. I
2: am not I'm not going to be worried about coronavirus until the gamers start dying. That's all I have to say. Um,
1: <laughs> once the gamers are taken once, over, once then. Once the
2: gamers are done with, then I know they're coming for me next. Um, <laughs> they came for the gamers, and I said yes, nothing. Yes, I said nothing. It's a virus. It doesn't have any ears. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, ever since I've been off the social media, I just check. I have a time limit of 10 minutes on my phone on Google News. And I go on the news in the morning or sometime in the morning and I look at the headlines and I try to read uh, if there's like any you can usually tell if there's anything like new about coronavirus that's happened, like when it was in Washington state. Like I read about that. Um, I read an article about every time a, a major presidential candidate drops out. I read about it. So like I know what happened with Elizabeth Warren. I know what happened with Pete. I know, you know, like I've read just articles about them from different sources yeah. to like understand what's going on. Um, super Tuesday stuff, all of that. And then anything else that might be happening, like locally, i make sure to just scan at least briefly. And then I'll maybe like treat myself to like a sports article because you know, it's you need a little light, <laughs> little lightness yeah. in there. And so, and that takes me <clears throat> since I'm a pretty quick reader, takes me like 10 minutes to do that. And then I'm done for the rest of the day because the news doesn't, it's not new. It's a, this is <laughs> funny. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's new every day. It's the new Why don't they
1: call it the olds? Exactly. Um, yeah. Did you just say that?
2: You no. Know, oh. No, you're good. And so Thanks. I, there's really no reason for me to, uh, like keep checking it over and over and over again because my news aggregator is way, way, way slower than social media. And so yeah. I check it once a day and then I'm like, all right, I, I feel like I'm up to date with what's going on. And then I live the rest of my
1: life free and happy. <laughs> and I think I wouldn't everybody should I also like that. Do that I just wouldn't want to start my day or end my day with the news and I'm too busy in the middle of the day to check the news so I don't know if I would do that's that. that's why
2: I start my day with prayer and end my day with reading science fiction and the news just happens right after or right it. before those things yeah nice okay so you know it's I'm not saying wake up check news go to bed check the news go to the bathroom check, check the, the news, news. yeah But that might not be for everyone, but I also think that uh, 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 it's good for you
1: to... Yeah, I also think that social media isn't for everyone. Yeah, that's true. Which is funny because it kind of only works if everyone's there.
2: Do you think social media is not for me?
1: I don't think social media is for you. Really? I think it used to be. You think
2: I should stay off it forever?
1: I think I need to stay off it forever, too. Yeah. My numbers have been dropping and I don't care. You know, it's like, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, I, I want to tweet something funny, but like, what's the point? <laughs> I'd rather go to a comedy club and make people that's laugh. That's true. You know, there's more like, that's funnier. Yeah.
2: I'd rather share my thoughts on a podcast than...
1: Yeah. I think, I think podcasting is... um Good podcasting. pod Good podcasting is... Bad podcasting. There's no place for that. Better than good social media. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a really cool statistic about podcasting, but I'm forgetting what it was. Really, I think it's like podcasting is like the the largest growing medium. Oh,
2: oh, absolutely, right now, without a doubt. Oh yeah, no question. Everybody is. It's funny because
1: when you talk when you talk to people that don't listen to podcasts, they'll tell you the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, podcasting, I don't listen to podcasts. Podcasts are up there, they're big. And uh,
2: five years or more ago, they were not big. They were not which big. Is why we're gonna? You know
1: what else was big? You know what else was big on big five years ago or more? Yeah. Us on social media. That's okay. Hot dang!
2: I was. That's true. Who would have thought? Let's <laughs> let's take a, a nice, bubbly, slippery dive into the hot take time machine. Hot
1: take time machine? All right, let me put on my cheaters here. Put my glasses back on. I took my glasses off because the monitor is blinking in the minute, distracting me. Um, welcome to the hot take time machine. The Hot Take Time Machine is the part of the show where we take a look back at our social media posting history. If you have a hot take five years or older, send it over to us. Just shoot it on over to infothecrunchcast.com or patrick at com or ethan at thecrunchcast. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Why'd you trail off .com. when you sent my email?
1: Because I don't get those emails.
2: Oh, okay. So <laughs> so they're not important to you.
1: <laughs> ethan, do you have a hot take for us? Oh, of course.
2: Um <clears throat> This is great. This is from uh, March 13th, 2014. This is uh a, a evergreen tweet. <laughs> 10.22 p.m. Oh, boy. Late night tweeting from old high school Ethan. Um, this is from Aproposal. And it says, Me. Unless he puts his heart on the line for you, he's not worth it. Her. <laughs> her. But that's a really high standard. Me. That's because you deserve it
1: oh gosh <laughs> simp confirmed one retweet four likes <laughs> simp confirmed oh I my know. gosh how disappointing is that isn't that disappointing you either it die a hero or live long enough
2: <laughs> you either die honestly i was a villain <laughs>
1: so you i was
2: li- i was terrible thank goodness i grew out of that
1: oh my gosh there was the okay did you listen to the recent catching foxes episode yes okay when luke was talking about chastity and like uh kissing kissing a girl when you're scared to yes is more chaste more chaste is chastity than not making out with a girl when you know you shouldn't is also chaste i was like heck yeah but they they didn't go into it and i wanted to unpack that more. i wish
2: they should have yeah they should have unpacked
1: it hey look we have our own podcast um (laughs) I, I I'm, I'm giving a talk on chastity to my, to my middle school students on wow. Sunday. So pray for me. <laughs> sure. Um, but one of the things I like, I, you have to, you have to simplify it down. You have to like kind of condense it. And like one of the things that I said, I was like chastity is like the correct ordering. I don't know I can say it like that, but chastity is, um, reserving the most intimate parts of your body, mind, soul, and spirit for marriage and chastity is also knowing how to give yourself of your body mind soul and uh body mind heart and soul before marriage right and so that's right in line with what i'm telling my middle schoolers is like you need to know how to give of yourself correctly because if you just go completely scorched earth don't give anything of yourself then you're it's gonna just lash out later Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what luke was talking about it was like yeah if you don't if you don't like when when guys just they simp out right like <laughs> they just they they just they they uh they nice guy for their mm-hmm. entire lives, and then they become yep. the jerk later that buys girls' drinks, and then when they don't talk to them they freak out, yeah, bad news,
2: speaking of Chastity, chastity is a lot like parallel parking <laughs> if you mess up one aspect, you could really damage someone else and yourself, wow. And if you leave it uh, uh, unfinished, then you could get hit by oncoming traffic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chastity
1: is a lot like parallel parking. It's not on the Florida State driver's test. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But it should be. Um, be. I have a hot take (laughs) from my friend Rachel, speaking of boys, from April 24th, 2010. So this is a ten. This is a ten year. This is a this is a, a gilded hot take time machine. Okay. Yes. Um. So she must have been like twelve. Okay. Yikes. All right. Uh, boys are not pigs. Pigs are polite, considerate, cute, and caring. <laughs> oh.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> if you, boys were uh, pigs, they would be bacon because that was a roast. <laughs> um, and then she also something along the same lines she said uh team jesus because edward and jacob can't save you apparently this is when twilight was a big deal and so Uh
0: Mm.
2: i was definitely team jacob
1: not at all why because edward had dibs okay i'm kidding it's completely incorrect (laughs) yeah
2: I don't. To be clear, I don't know the plot of the Twilight movies, right? Yeah. So essentially, everything, no, no, no. Don't uh, tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> everything I know, everything I know about Twilight is based off of the Twilight Breaking Dawn trailer. Okay. Okay. That is the only bit of Twilight gotcha. cinema that I've seen. What I know from that is that Jacob c- can be a, be a wolf. Uh huh. Right. Can turn into a wolf whenever he wants. It, whenever he wants, he goes. <laughs> and and the the wolves and the the vampires are enemies right they don't get along they don't like each other and in the middle of all of this is is uh, uh natalie portman's daughter's cousin named
1: Bella kristen Janowitz.
2: kristen Janowitz, uh <laughs> uh renee zellweger who's trying to figure out all right so i got i am a vampire right like i was bit and i've become a vampire But now I have to decide between my vampire lover or this really, really hot wolf guy. And if you're trying to decide of like, who's going to protect you against mystical creatures in the forest of danger, you're going to want to go with Jacob, the wolf guy. Yeah. And so like the whole idea of like, oh, which team should we pick? It's like, okay, Edward, right? Pale, weak, (laughs) bloodthirsty. Can smell your blood. Turned, turned his girlfriend into a vampire so that she could live with him forever that's crap right yeah jacob on the other hand respectful he's a on every (laughs) level including physical he is a wolf which (laughs) (laughs) so i think that there's no reason to not go with him uh so whether that's that's incorrect or not i don't really know but based on my knowledge of of twilight i think i think it's no contest i think it's not even close
1: twilight was is damaging for two reasons to culture as a whole. Twilight Twilight was Twilight was one of those things where in middle school everyone made fun of it. It was like oh like Twilight and Twilight. Uh. Um but that was correct. The same way they did Justin Bieber and Twilight were in the same category. Things that middle school boys made fun of incessantly. Um initial
2: Justin Bieber.
1: Initial Justin Bieber. When Justin Bieber dropped Sorry, ooh. Oh. That was good. That was that, good. That album was great. Um do you, do you remember when Justin Bieber disappeared for five years and I didn't notice? <laughs> Did anybody notice? I, I mean, didn't he came notice. back with
2: really weird hair and a lot more <laughs> tattoos. I didn't you know, And a Christian? wife. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because he conver- he had a conversion that he's just quieter now.
1: Oh, that's probably. Well, no, he just stopped making music. Oh, totally. Yeah, he took like a five year break. Hmm. Does he? I get it now? though. If you start making music when you're like twelve. Yeah. I was going to say 16, but he was definitely 12. He was definitely 12. Um, you're going to need a break by your mid-20s, you know? I feel uh, like
2: I need a break. <laughs> and I've, and I've, I've only made made no music. music. <laughs> I've been doing a podcast once a week for three years. I made one
1: song. I need a five-year sabbatical. In 22 years. Um, Twilight was damaging to our culture for two reasons. One. One, because it... Uh, because Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. Yes. Reason number one. Reason number two. It's like the biggest it, it, for me, at least what I remember of pop culture. It started the shipping thing, mm, where like yes. everything get you when you're on a team. Yeah. Team so and so. It ruined iCarly. Why? It ruined iCarly. I'm gonna tell you that much. Team team. <laughs> I'll like, tell you this. I'll tell you <laughs> Listen this. Listen up. When they started. When they started doing that whole like. Oh, if Carly and Freddie should date, or no? Sam and Freddie should date. I was like, first of all, Freddie is in no space to be caught up in this. Freddie is not. Freddie's
2: got some both mommy and daddy issues that he needs to work through before he starts loving a girl with his whole being. His dad reserving is a being, reserving certain parts of himself for the marital act.
1: <laughs> his dad is Barry B. Benson. Okay, he needs to work <laughs> through the fact that his dad is Jerry Seinfeld in B form.
2: I've seen that theory. It's,
1: it's a good, good theory. It's true it's theory. It's a great theory.
2: Uh, I want to launch one more hot take before we, before we close out the uh, the segment. Unless you have one, no, I for don't. Yourself, have one. go nuts. Okay. Yeah, I I will. This is from uh, Katie Rose Borello, Borrello. Um, Shout It out. says it says ew, period. Braces, period. <laughs> they make everything impossible to chew, period. Three likes, one comment.
1: Did you have braces?
2: I did have braces. It was. It was tragic. I remember, I still remember 5th grade. First day I had my braces on. Guess what was that night that my mom still made me go
1: to? A uh, dance? No. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> at the
2: at the pastor's barn. Um no, it was a uh, it was a like a those elementary school choir concerts. Oh no. Where like each year it was about something different. Like one year it was about bees. Like we did a choir concert <laughs> about bees when I was in
1: 1st grade. He sang and flight then, of the bumblebee. Because everyone's so passing out left and right.
2: <laughs> the one in fifth grade was about Native Americans. Oh, wow. And so I remember having to say the word homage. And for whatever reason, like I couldn't get my my upper lip like around the braces because it was the first day that I had them on. And I yeah. had speaking lines because it was supposed to be informative as well. Yeah, uh, couldn't of Couldn't just do anything for singing. We had to teach, teach our parents what we knew about the Iroquois. And so... <laughs> I like tried to say the word homage and I like pulled back my lips, like start the word and my upper lip got caught on the braces and I could, I went like <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, I had braces. I that's guess you the kind say. of stuff
1: that stays with you forever. I, yeah. I actually, I think I need braces right now. Yeah. Well, if I need braces, I'm just going to have to teeth for my entire life. That's what I'm going to do. Invisalign. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But sometimes you can't, uh, sometimes Invisalign doesn't work. If your if your teeth are too jacked up, you can't. If your do teeth Invisalign. are too visible. Yeah, if your teeth are too visible, you can't what do. What if Invisalign. Invisalign made your teeth invisible? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Just camo Invisalign. Can I ask? Can I ask the dentist if my my teeth can be camo?
2: Can I have flesh colored Invisalign that I can put inside my mouth to hide my less than pearly whites? What from, I should have done. This is
1: the quickest way to get perfect teeth is just smoke a ton and yes. eat a lot of sugar, so my teeth yes. fall out and I need dentures.
2: Yes, that's what dentistry used to be. Yeah. Is that they would just like knock your teeth out and then because you'd get into a street fight with the kids from up the up the, the delightful children from down the lane and <laughs> and they'd pull they'd
1: a cheap tooth and be like here to yeah, go nuts.
2: Then they put dentures in and you had dentures from the time you were like 14. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. No, it's not. (laughs) But that's also why
1: people died at 42. Because
2: they they had dentures?
1: Yeah. Life expectancy and and dental hygiene is is very interconnected. Well, because think of like your mouth is everything goes through your mouth. You know? (laughs) Everything. Everything. (laughs) If you're doing it right. (laughs) If you're living your life the way you're supposed to.
2: Better out than in, I always say. That's
1: Yeah. (laughs) All things go through the mouth and back out. Yeah, no, look it up. All
2: right. uh, Let me, I'll check some diagrams and get back to you. See what I find. This
1: week's Verified 2020 is brought to you by the digestive system. Everybody's digestive system.
2: Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this you ever think about how the kidney is useless? <laughs> it's not. It is, though. What do we need no, it for? No, it's not. If you can get rid of one of them, what yeah. do you need both of them for?
1: I mean, you can get rid of one of your lungs, too, but you still, it still makes life harder. You can get rid mm-hmm. of one of your eyes, but it makes what's, life harder. What's the
2: thing that we don't need? We still haven't figured out why we have the spleen. Is that correct?
1: I don't know if that's true. I'd, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I've heard of the spleen. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we
2: We're aware of the spleen's existence. I've heard of it, but I, I couldn't Isn't tell. Like, right? if you
1: were like, hey, Patrick, pop quiz, if you don't know this, you're, I'm going to shoot I, you. I'd be like, Lord, take me now. I don't know what a spleen is. I think I know a guy named Spleen. <laughs> He's always hanging out with
2: Jimmy and Carl. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy
1: and Carl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? 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 Um, Loves Ultra Lord. Carl would always be like, ow, my spleen or ow, my scapula. Scapula. Yeah. Yeah, but like the scapula is just like your shoulder. I knew that because of scapular. Yes. Yes. But I don't know what a spleen is.
2: My spleen. Yeah. That poor, poor Carl. We don't know. Well, that's. I think that's the funny thing is that Carl was so prone to getting hurt that he injured a useless organ.
1: (laughs) I know the appendix is is useless. I still wish I had mine.
2: Do you not have one?
1: No, no, no. no. It got removed. It's in a medical waste dumpster somewhere in Florida. Which Mm. is where everybody's appendix (laughs) ends up. (laughs) Florida is where your grandma and your appendix go to retire.
2: And with that, it's time to crunch on that. Pat, do the jingle. Instead
1: of an appendectomy, I'd rather have a (laughs) podcastectomy. Podcastectomy. Do the the jingle. Speaking of um, the the digestive tract... Now it's time to crunch on that. Mm. That yes. was that was a that was an off rhyme. That an was off rhyme, a half. It was rhyme. still good. It still worked. It could have, you. if you had
2: done it quicker, nobody would have noticed. It's like Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Uh huh. He rhymed vi- spaghetti with a sweater.
1: No, it was it was um, palms are sweaty,
2: knees weak, arms heavy. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, so he yeah, rhymed sweater, it with already sweater and spaghetti rhyme
1: no no no, yeah. <laughs> no you're missing the, the rhyme <laughs> isn't what's the second to last word it's the last one.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah 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 no wonder i can't write any music yeah um pat i wanted to talk uh-huh oh god is this it <laughs> <laughs> this is the end for you and for me i have come to learn here on the crunch catholic podcast we slash comedy podcast slash
1: uh our logo still says catholic i don't think it's ever going to change i lost my adobe subscription so i can't do anything with it
2: okay i still pay for adobe every month even though i've used it like once
1: hey Um, you want to share a login so i can use my account again uh yeah no i mean if you pay me (laughs) (laughs) i already pay you
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so here on the Crudge, we've had uh, lots of times lots of opportunities for healing for uh addressing sort of uh, maybe like addiction or struggle or frustration. Yeah. I just wanted to share a little something with you. So yesterday I came home from a long hard day at uh what do you call it, work and I was very angry, and yeah. very frustrated at a, at a at a number of things. I'm not going to get into specifics because this is not that kind of podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> this is not a true crime podcast. <laughs>
1: um about all the people that have done me wrong, uh, I was thinking you were referencing catching foxes when Luke talks about every relationship he's ever he's had. ever had. Every Sometimes
2: time, I forget that Luke is married because of how little he talks about his wife and how much he talks about his past <laughs>
1: relationships. Sometimes I the other day I was listening to an episode and I was literally screaming in my car. Luke Carey, what is what, your life? What, what's the deal? What is he's happening? A, he's a funny guy. He's great. He's great. We love him, and we stand
2: Luke so. Carey. I Being on mission is, is difficult, obviously, because there's a lot of expectation from a lot of different places, right? I have mission partners that are donating money for me to be here. I have friends who are supporting me along the way. I've got my family members uh, who have helped me along the journey to mm-hmm. get here. I've got a priest here that has paid money out of the Newman Center budget for Focus to be yeah. at the campus. I've got... Uh, a team director and a regional director that have expectations as far as like what I do on a daily day-to-day basis, as far as uh, evangelization and furthering the mission. I've got teammates, I've got students, I've got disciples, I've got Bible study members. There's a lot of people on a lot of fronts.
1: And arguably the most important of all, you have the crunch bunch. Patrick, yes, I have the crunch. Yes, me too. (laughs) You you also.
2: Um, There's a lot of different sides to it. And sometimes it feels like I, I just get pulled in so many directions. I'm sure you probably feel this too from time to time
1: Yeah, sometimes, yeah. of
2: wanting to uh, yeah, be obedient to my priest and wanting to love and support my team and like work hard together as a team and mm-hmm. wanting to love and be there for my students and help my students. And it just all these things right across the board. And, and it just felt like everything kind of came to a head on on Wednesday. And I was just like, nothing's going well everything I try to do gets rejected. Nobody's paying attention to me. Like I was just having a real pity Mm. party, but I was really upset. Like I was angry at a lot of people. Um, and it usually, it was all kicked off because, um, so something about me is that I just hate, uh, being late. And it's very frustrating to me when like other people are late, but I don't, yeah. And like try to hold myself to a really high standard when it comes to those things. And like, will rush from place to place in order to get there late. And if I like am late, then I'm very apologetic. And it's just like, it's just hard for me to understand that some people are just late and that's, that's, it is what it is, right? That's just okay. And so it kind of got kicked off because someone was late to something like three days in a row and I was just like losing it. Oof! And so Alexander was very helpful and he read me the story of this priest and the priest's it's just so funny because it's literally like a, a perfect analogy to how me and Alexander are like live with each other. So the priest was a, is a, is a speaker, right. Or like would go and do mission, like give, give parish missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. He agreed with his brother priest that they were going to leave the house at 7am to go to the airport. He's ready. The first priest is ready. 6 30am sitting in the room, like w- ready to go reading a book, waiting for the other priest to be ready. Other priest walks out at 7am says, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> gets in the shower priest is mad obviously gets out of the shower and says i'm gonna make some coffee <laughs> and the other priest is just like livid f- goes out the door turns on the car like is defrosting the car just like super upset um and like the whole ride to the airport they're just he's like upset and everything that the first priest says is like throwing salt in the wound and like just he can't there's got no nothing in common There's like no conversation is going mm-hmm. well because of how upset he is he gets to the airport. He's sitting there, and he's just angry. He's like, oh, "I can't believe he would do this to me! Like, it's so disrespectful." Blah 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 blah. And it's just so funny because this is exactly what happened my entire first year when Alexander had a car and I didn't, and I had to rely <laughs> on him for rides everywhere. Yeah, um, it's just yeah, something I still struggle with and, and deal. You
1: would with. be late all the time,
2: or he would be late all the time. He would be late all the time, and I would. Be oh, one, I would be the one angry, and so you're the angry uh, boy. It's you, right? And so he started talking about this concept that of how an expectation is a premeditated resentment. And I thought that that was a very interesting concept because hmm. and, and he, he expanded it further and talked about how we basically live as like practical atheists because we believe we have a we have a rational or an intellectual belief that God is in control and then how we live and how we respond to things does not always reflect that God is in control. So it's like one thing to believe that a ladder can hold my weight. It's another thing entirely to climb said ladder. And so when we, we try to live in this way, but we, we end up making ourselves miserable because our expectations are not met. And then we say, man, if I were in control of this situation, I would have done this and that would have been better, which Mm -hmm. is, which is in a way resting control away from the almighty, all loving God and saying, Actually, things would be better if I ran things for for like 10 minutes. If you just could just let me do it, you know, it'd be better. (laughs) And that kind of leads to, you know, how the saints never really viewed anything as a setback, right? There there are no roadblocks, only stepping stones to what God really desires. And that's so, so difficult for me to find the balance between having like desiring people to grow in virtue and desiring myself to grow in virtue, but at the same time, not letting expectations get in the way of uh God doing what he wants to do in my day like day to day or even in my life and like big strokes as well. And I just think that that idea of like expectations being a premeditated resentment is so interesting and something that I I wish that I was better at cuz I've I'm realizing now that I'm going to have a lot of prayer and healing yeah. to kind of partake in. I don't know what's your what are your thoughts? I'm sure you have some.
1: This is going to be a good episode because my first response is, yeah, that's true. Except for like in this one case where I'm thinking, oh, I should have expectations there. Or yeah, Brilliant. maybe this other case, I should have expectations, right? Like yeah. expectations in the way that, I don't know, like in the way that my um, expectations of how my ministry is going to go, right? Or expectations of what where I'm going to be in two years or how like Phoebe and I, a conversation will go with us. Like I have an expectation of how it will go and i'm setting myself up to resent my ministry i'm i'm setting myself up to resent her i'm setting myself up to resent myself if i have expectations of how i'm going to act right and so i think like planning is important and like cuz you don't there's the other adage that it's like failing to plan is planning to fail etc yeah and the more biblical one is who constructs a tower without first calculating the cost right yeah. it's important to do those things but then at the end of the day, you kind of just have to take your blueprint and hand it over to the architect, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though architects make blueprints. That's you got to cool. hand it over to the guy who does the deal, uh-huh. and then you just have to follow his lead, right? You just be like, okay, this is what I want to do, right? I'm just going to hand it to you and see how it goes. Um, is that Does that fall in line with what you were saying? It does, it
2: does. What are the situations that you're thinking of that, like, oh I should uh I should have expectations
1: you should have I should have expectations
2: yeah like when you're throwing up your, your like immediate defenses of like no 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 because this is I've talked to a few people about this and so many people's immediate reaction is well, it's good to have expectations in this case, right and like there's this notion of like well you can't just just like not do anything like you can't just not do it like you have to work like you have to you know. You gotta try to get better. Like why would you just abandon everything to God? Like that seems silly. Like he does want us to cooperate with him. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, my first my first objection <laughs> Objection number one mm-hmm. is um I expect people to treat me X like a certain a certain way, right? Like I, I, I expect this person to treat me well, right? I expect my yeah. friends to treat me well. That's like a general expectation, Mm -hmm. but I think a more specific expectation is the kind of expectation you're talking about, right? Like, I expect when I tell my friend this, I expect them to react in this way. Yeah. Or with myself, I expect myself to to do my best. Right. That's one expectation, but when I expect a specific, like I not only expect myself to do my best but I expect myself to succeed in this, this, and this way. I expect to finish this book by tomorrow, right? I expect myself to, um, I don't know, not, uh, I expect to not make Phoebe feel bad, mm-hmm. you know? not make her feel bad, but I expect to not offend Phoebe, right? I expect yes. that of myself, but like, that's too specific of an expectation. Cause if it ever goes through, if it ever falls through, then I'm just going to resent myself or resent other people.
2: I think, yeah, you've hit, a, you've hit a good point because there is a difference between the expectations we have of the outside world and then expectations that we have of ourselves. And I feel like the expectations we have of ourselves are potentially more dangerous mm-hmm. because at the root of it, even if it is uh, an expectation to not let other people down, Yeah, Like I expect myself to, to not let people down. I expect myself to do what other people expect of me. Yeah. Right. That's good. But if you fail and you start beating yourself up, then that's a form of pride. Yeah. Like I, I now did not perform in the way that I wish I would have performed. And now I'm worried about how other people are viewing me because I've failed their expectations. And Yeah, it's like this weird middle ground where you have to not worry about their expectations and also not your own at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I think we, in the general sense, like all of us, struggle so much with having those self-expectations of how I'm going to respond or how things are going to work out for me. But then things happen that are out of our control. And we, we don't usually respond to those things well. Yeah. Like I think, and especially like tying this in with a lot of things that we talk about on the podcast, like especially with living in the country that we live in at the time that we live in, so much is in our control. Mm-hmm. I can drive where I want to drive when I want to drive there. I can call who I want to call when I want to call them. Mm-hmm. I can learn what I want to learn when I would like to learn it. So much is, is at our fingertips. In I can eat what I want to eat when I would like to eat it. Like so many of those things (laughs) have been just reduced to you will it and it's yours. Um, It's it's trying to supersede sort of God's omnipotence in a lot of ways because that's what is omnipotence but making the possible actual. And like it's rare that in my day-to-day life there's something that I deem as possible that I cannot make actual by some kind of action. Yeah, true. And so that like that pride, even if we don't acknowledge it um, all the time, I think is so deeply ingrained in us because of how, like, this is so, such a unique time that we live in mm-hmm. that it makes it nearly impossible to let go of those expectations because we've been raised to have this expectations of almost being near, like, being a god, basically. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that terrifying?
1: That is kind of terrifying. I was thinking of expectations of self more on the lines of, like, this is how I'm thinking about it. like my own personal effectiveness uh-huh. or virtue. Mm-hmm. Right. For instance, like I expect myself to make my holy hour every day and mm-hmm. I expect myself to get up at a certain time and mm-hmm. not overeat and like etc. Yes. And like forming habits is an important part of that. Like true. Th- but that's not an expectation, that's a habit. And I think I think what you said about being able to get things immediately contributes to this. Do you know, um, I think it's called The Time Fallacy. Do you know who I know Amos...
2: I know about the time tombs hidden on the world of Hyperion. Yeah, you do? I started, I I started reading a new book the other day.
1: <laughs> oh, did you now? <laughs> yeah, I did. Sorry. Um, do you know who Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman are?
2: Is that the famous Amos with the cookies? No. <laughs> it's okay. a different one. <laughs>
1: okay. He's a Jew. <laughs> um, do, but, can <laughs> Jews not make cookies? <laughs> what about uh, the, no. Explain the Keebler Elves. Uh <laughs> uh Amos Tversky and and Daniel Kahneman were two two professors at the Hebrew University in God. in Jerusalem in the 70s and they like revolutionized the way we think about statistics. Um they were like two best buds but they were like complete opposites and they would just hang out and they would just think about things and they wrote books. And Daniel Kahneman wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Slow, which is like mm-hmm. the um a layman's perspective of their study. So anyway, in, in this book they talk about um, two things that's true about most human beings. It's, it's true about everyone, actually. Uh, two things. One, we're fantastically bad at estimating how much time something is going to take. Yes. And two, we think we're really good at it. <laughs> so, like, when someone's like, oh, yeah, um, like, how long do you think this project will take Take you? up oh, like 20 minutes tops or whenever i say oh it takes 10 minutes to get to walmart it does not take 10 minutes i i always think that a walmart trip is going to take me 10 minutes total not including driving there driving back getting the stuff oh boy oh it's dumb partially it's because my dad used to always say 10 minutes for everything it was his one second like oh 10 minutes tops uh we're (laughs) very bad at at estimating time and i think that just comes from the fact that like that kind of goes into what you're saying of like we have these expectations we're very bad at at estimating and we think we're really good. And so we have these, uh, these expectations of, oh, this is definitely how it's going to play out. Like, I'm definitely going to be able to wake up at 6 a.m. without taking into consideration the fact that I'm going to have to be up until midnight mm-hmm. that day, the day before, after working a long retreat and then driving home 45 minutes. I'm probably not going to be able to wake up at 6 a.m. It's going to be yeah. tough, yes. you know, and so I have to plan. For- oh, it's also daylight savings time ending. <laughs> so you get an, a le- one less hour of sleep. <laughs> is that when does that happen? That happens this Sunday. Well, it already oh, happened. So well, what? Huh? It already What's happened it over- for our listeners. Oh, okay. I was like, did I? What? Did I oversleep? Did I undersleep? What just happened? <laughs> My favorite one is daylight savings time. Daylight save uh, fall back is the best because you get an extra hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. And if you forget, it's fine. You're early. Spring forward is terrible because you're late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, it's very important that I be on time to things on Sunday. <laughs> Because if I don't, then ninety kids just sit around twiddling their thumbs. Going, what's going on?
2: I don't think they'll be it's their thumbs that they'll be twiddling. I'll delete that from the podcast. Cancelled, so so cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you fired by because of stuff that I say.
1: Just not gonna comment on it.
2: Thank you. Good job. Thank if you. That was a test, and you failed. Dang it! <laughs> I think, but that's the thing, right? Is if you're late to your job, or if you miss your job, what is your reaction going to be? Right. i would be are like, oh, be- I expected to be on time. I'm yeah, mad at myself. Be, you're probably gonna be super stressed out of like, what are they gonna do? I can't believe I was there. What's gonna happen? Is anybody there? Are they being taken care of? <laughs> like, like, there's gonna be a whole thing, and it's that, at least that's my reaction. And right? if I'm running late, or if I'm missing something, or if something is going horribly wrong, or I forgot to turn in a paper with a signature, or I forgot to call the person, and something's gonna cost me money, or blah, da, 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 like my car's broken again. Am I gonna freak out, or? Am I going to say, this isn't a roadblock, this is a stepping stone, right? This is God redirecting me to some other path that immediately looks like pain and suffering and embarrassment and loss of life and limb. But (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean, it could come to that. But I think we have to be super, super intentional to retrain ourselves to believe, yeah, if something doesn't go my way, because I think we're just so used to things going our way.
1: Yes, I agree
2: as people that weren't raised in poverty.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? This is why poverty is so important why poverty is necessary for holiness. Because when you're poor, things don't go your way all the time. And it's so much easier to, to then look to God and say, yeah, I, I figured that this is a part of your plan somehow. But if you're just used to because of money or because of privilege or whatever, you're used to things going your way all the time? Yeah. How much how much harder is it for you to then see God when you need him? Mhm. I don't know, maybe that's off base. And but.
1: that's why and that's why um prosperity gospel churches always turn into like fluffy feel good lack of the cross. Mm-hmm. Every sermon on the crucifixion is always about the resurrection too. Just, you know. Yeah. It's because but not the resurrection. It's about like Well, he didn't stay dead, Mm. which is like the soft, the softball crucifixion. You know, it's like, it's like, you don't, you don't get, you don't get the three intense days of Triduum, right? You don't get the 40 days of preparation or the Holy week, you know, you get like, well, it's good Friday. This is the day that we solemnly remember Jesus' death, but we talk about the cross too much. We got to focus on the resurrection. And then they don't talk about the resurrection. They just, they talk about the resurrection as If Jesus just like woke up from a bad nap and was like, Oh, I'm fine.
2: No. You know, yeah. in order to resurrect, you got to be uh, dead. You got to die. And uh, in order for Jesus to die, he had to get uh, murdered <laughs> violently and brutally. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: not dying the other three ways he should have died before getting to the place where he actually died. Yeah. He should have. He should have been scourged to death. Like the, the amount of times he'd been scourged. Yeah. He should have died. And then, and then carrying the carrying cross, the cross, he should have been crushed died. under its weight. Yeah. Yeah nuts right this means that jesus is the heavy lift the heavyweight champion of the world
2: i'm so upset with you
1: <laughs> he is <laughs> he is
2: he's he's the strongest guy to ever live um because he put your sinful ass on his back <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wrote he rode an ass in jerusalem so my sinful ass could ride out on his back amen yep that's, yeah. that's the
2: end of the podcast that's no, him <laughs> i I don't know if there's any like real conclusion or like practical takeaway of the thing. That's a pretty practical takeaway
1: because all the expectations, uh, expectations so just, just happen just in when your you head feel anyway.
2: Like, when you feel like you're getting upset, just like don't and trust God. <laughs> just be, it be like that sometimes, you know. Yeah, but I think that doesn't work for a lot of people. I think okay. going back to the ladder analogy, you got to figure out ways. So like, if you believe that you can stand on the ladder, you believe the ladder will hold your weight. But you're not climbing up the ladder, right? Because you, you, something happens, and you say, "All right, God could take care of this thing, but like I can't get myself to climb up that ladder." We got to manufacture ways, in order for us to create situations in which we are forced to rely on God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why. Th- this is why this is this is the thing, right? I I have a seamless garment approach to life, <laughs> yeah, uh, wherein like you. Standing in line at a Starbucks, not putting your headphones in is an opportunity to rely on God and talk with somebody, right? That's, that's the thing, right? It, it plays into this. You, uh, 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 finding yourself in silence and instead of filling that silence with social media or Netflix or YouTube or whatever, you have an opportunity to trust God that he can, he can speak some truth into that silence or he will guide you, uh, to something that you need to do in that silence. Mm-hmm. Spending time in prayer, going to mass—like these are the things that we can do. It it has to do a lot with Lent too, because those are the way that's like, in very, 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 very small ways, doing violence to yourself so that then you can experience, um. Yeah, God. And I think that's needed. I think fasting is really important in this regard too. I'm not going to eat today, so that I can experience God. hunger. Yeah. Hunger, right? I can experience God. The, all those kinds of things. Right. I'm going to go put myself in a situation with the poor that I'm not used to. Um, like today, I totally, somebody like rang my door, rang my doorbell and like scared me like, cause I just wasn't expecting it. And he was kind of shouting on my, on my patio. So I didn't go and answer cause I was kind of freaked out. <laughs> um, but like, I could have talked to the guy. Right. And like seen what he was shouting about. And instead of being like scared, I could have trusted God, but I didn't like those kinds of things. Yeah i don't know no i think
1: that makes sense yeah i think what you said what you said earlier about so your expectation is that you're on time but your expectation failed yes it didn't come true yes but that doesn't mean that you're not at fault anymore right like if you don't expect to be on time but you're still late you should try to be on time but if you're late you shouldn't beat yourself up. You shouldn't feel bad about it. You should ex- you should accept whatever punishment is coming your way because one is coming your way. If I was late, I would get I would get chewed a little bit. I would yeah. get slapped. It wouldn't be the end of my life. It wouldn't be the end of my career, you know. But it, I would get in trouble. We try and,
2: to Tokyo drift around justice pretty often.
1: Yeah, and that's it. That that's it. It's like accepting accepting what's justly yours, even if it wasn't quote unquote your fault, uh-huh. right? It that that's part of it, and I think it can cheapen suffering to say, yes, exactly. It's not a roadblock. It's a stepping stone. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, that's true. But walking up the stairs hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever walked up a lot of stairs. It Mm-mm. takes a lot of energy walking mm-hmm. up a step center or climbing, or maybe the roadblock lands on your foot and you got to find a way out from under it in order to walk over it. Right. It's mm-hmm. saying that it's not a roadblock. It's a stepping stone. Sounds like a truism. It sounds like a platitude. It sounds like just Mother a Teresa nice saying, what
2: huh? Mother Teresa said it. So that's what the only reason why I said it.
1: No, no, no. It, it sounds like a platitude. It sounds yeah, like something it's actually that's just... Real. But it's actually real. This is a woman who understood suffering in the poor, right? Well, yeah. And so she understood roadblocks better than anyone else, but she, did, she saw them as opportunities to grow. And the way that you grow is by experiencing suffering because it brings you closer to the cross, which is the only thing that matters. Boom. And... If you experience suffering, if you experience the poverty of the cross, then you become more like Christ. And when you experience becoming more like Christ because of your suffering, then you begin to desire suffering, which is part of holiness. Mm -hmm. Like the last stage of holiness is like eagerly desiring suffering because it brings you closer to heaven, right? And you are going to, God has set up for you, all of the purgation you need all of the suffering you need to go straight to heaven in your lifetime you need to take it like you need to take that opportunity so you don't have to suffer later you know the question like whenever whenever someone asks do i have to do my penance the answer is yes maybe not now but if you don't do it now you're going to do it later you got to do it later you know like if you don't do your penance on earth you're going to end up doing it in heaven, right? So like if you die before you get your three Hail Marys done, God's gonna be like, wait, stand in that fire for a second, say three Hail Marys and then come out. (laughs) You need to get rid of that dirt.
2: The example that we used with the, with the men here was if you, through your own negligence, don't study for a test. You have two options. You can either like try to cheat and get ready for the test that way. Um, Copy someone's notes Uh, take, you know, an illegal slip of paper into the test, whatever it might be. (laughs) Um, Or you go into the test, you take the L. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like we just need to, we need to be ready to take more L's because we need to be honest with ourselves and honest with God. And when we refuse to take those L's, when we refuse to take the punishment, when we refuse to fail um, out of pride, then we're refusing. Yeah. Like you said, I think that's, that's the rejection that Christ experienced, right? He failed by the worldly standards. Everybody left him. He died. He was condemned. He was spit on. Um
1: Jesus took the L for your sins. He did. But
2: then he rose with the dub. He could have been a king, right? He could have he yeah. could have owned Judea and Galilee and like been in in a perfect way, right? He would have been a yeah. perfect king on earth. But he he allowed uh, himself to experience that rejection because he knew that we need that example, right? Like we need. And that he
1: could have been the perfect king forever. He didn't have to yeah, die. He, he could have, have been die. like, "Hey, I'm gonna like rule the world for two thousand years." Right. But some, you ever think about that? Like the the way that things ended up, we are in the we are in the best timeline. Oh, that's, absolutely. We're in the best timeline. He has
2: saved the good wine until now.
1: Yeah, and like that's what the good wine looked like. It looked like those things i've crossed on my wall i had like oh. eight crossmer uh it looked like that instead of like consolidating the nations and ruling them as a, as a benevolent dictator like that's totally something that could have happen jesus could have stayed around forever but for some reason him dying and then leaving and then was back, better yeah and then leaving again and then leaving again <laughs> and then jesus back is really again. in and out for a couple
2: days you know yeah just...
1: jesus like dips <laughs> and then back and then dips and then back um yeah, for some reason, that was better. And so I think we have to approach that our lives the same way. as like, for some reason, yes. this suffering that I'm is going better. through right now is yeah. better yeah. than whatever I whatever my expectations were. For some reason, whatever I'm going through right now is better for my soul, better for my eternal salvation than what mm-hmm. I wanted to happen. And that's the great mystery of Christianity, right? That's the the the
2: the scandal of the cross. You know, Jeez. like it doesn't make any sense. It ought to scandalize us. It's like, what? That does? That's ridiculous. Doesn't make any that's sense. Ob- that's obscene. It's true,
1: and it does scandalize some Christians. I went and to a retreat they, center a couple weeks ago that yeah. did not have a picture of Jesus anywhere. Ooh! It didn't have a picture of Jesus anywhere, and the cr- the, the the cross was. Um, the crucifix in the chapel was like stained glass, but it was like 1970s stained glass where it like wasn't really shapes. And you could kind of see Maybe the face of Christ, there but he was obscured. And, and yeah, so I wrote them a letter and I was like, hey, a crucifix that has an obscured cr- uh, face of Christ is kind of a symbol for you guys obscuring the face of Christ. Boom and i was like i'm here on this engagement counter with all these people who are about to enter the church and try to try to receive the graces of the sacrament of matrimony and this is like the the two days that they're supposed to encounter christ before they say i do and we're at this retreat center that's not preaching christ run by nuns what are you doing you Did know and i respond? was just I, it made me so angry because i was like where is jesus jesus isn't here there was a labyrinth <laughs> They had a labyrinth, and they had a bunch of posters around talking about the the spirituality of the labyrinth and how it how it it, um how it helps you uh, achieve uh, purgation, illumination, and union, which is the way that we come to self discovery. And I was like, no, no, No. that's not what those words are. Those words are supposed to lead you closer to Jesus, not yourself. You pagans, what's going on?
2: You know how Jesus did purgation, illumination, self discovery. He went into the desert where it's wide open and there's no confusing (laughs) anything
1: right it's just no minotaur
2: there's no yeah oh gosh
1: the thing about the labyrinth is that so a a labyrinth it's not a maze it's It's different than a maze so a labyrinth you follow one set path Mm -hmm. i think the labyrinth is actually like a good example for the antithesis of the spiritual life it's what we want the spiritual life to look like we want it to look like this winding road that's set out in front of us perfectly so we only have to move in one direction but we'll end up in the center but in reality, what it looks like is it looks like this wide desert where we don't know where to go, mm-hmm. but we know where we want to be, and we need a guide, right? We need someone to walk with us, and like that's what Christianity is. It's not a labyrinth. It's not something that looks really impressive, but it's really simple in actuality. It's something mm-hmm. that looks really simple, but is actually really impressive
2: and really hard and
1: really scary. yeah, and really tough and, and really yeah, thirsty. and there, another part of it was like. In the labyrinth, we lose all the things that define us, our sexuality. Oh, and I was like, ah, <laughs> no, 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 weird, no. weird,
2: weird, pagan stuff.
1: Yeah, no
2: thanks. I was like, not a fan of it. And then, you ever seen um, The
1: Shining? I'm just imagining you were at the The
2: Shining house.
1: It, it felt like The Shining. And there, there was also there was also a, a picture upstairs of like the Last Supper, but it was all women at the Last Supper, and like that Jesus wasn't there. It was um, uh, Priscilla from one of the the Gospels. And it said Priscilla was one of the females that presided at the Eucharistic liturgy. And I was like, that's inaccurate, but go on. The more you and, tell um, me
2: about this retreat center, the more I just want to burn it down.
1: The picture, the picture had a bunch of like female saints. And I was like, oh, it's a bunch of female saints. Yeah, I mean, great. I guess that's okay. You know, it's like they're at the table. That's cool. But then some of the people at the table weren't saints. They were people that like were activists in the 1960s for women's ordination. Mm. <laughs> just that when this, when this picture was commissioned, they were alive and sure. like commissioned the picture. So they put themselves in the p- in the last supper as the apostles. And I'm like this hmm. I was Seems... like is this I'm What's like, going looking on? for the bishop. I'm like looking for the bishop's picture on the wall. I'm like I got to write a letter. This isn't yeah. good. <laughs> did you get a response? No, no, no. I didn't write a letter. Are we kidding. Uh, me? I want to I, were... I want
2: to put I thought you did write. I thought this whole thing was that you wrote a letter.
1: I, place. so I wrote a, re- I wrote an anonymous review. So they, they had, uh, they had like a review after you, it was the spirituality center. Is it court, on court, Yelp? Fr- no. No. no, no, no. I wrote it on the back of a piece of paper and I didn't sign my name. I signed my confirmation name. Cause I was like, I want them to, f- I want it to feel personal, but I don't want them to like True. try and look me up. And you know, I wanted, I wanted it to be something that was like earnest, heartfelt, anonymous, but personal, mm-hmm. you know, like Twitter. I didn't want to go scorched earth on them. Yeah. I don't want to go score, start on them and tell them you're going to hell. But I was like, li- honestly, like as someone who dedicates their lives to trying to make sure people see the face of Christ, it upsets me that this retreat center doesn't do the same, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I understand that you want to be welcoming and you like want anyone to be able to come here and feel welcome, but I would they not don't feel
2: welcome if they invited me into the labyrinth.
1: Yeah, I would not feel, well-
2: <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not interested. Do you guys have a chapel? Yeah. Maybe like a adoration
1: and it, it's no. like. We try so hard to be welcoming, but people don't want you to be... People People know that you're welcoming. You're a church. People know that you say all are welcome. Everyone knows that about churches. Just, just be You know, welcome. it's a felt banner that has a picture of wheat and grapes on it. And it says all are welcome. You know, we know. We know. Everyone knows. But you got to show me that all are welcome. And I want to know what you believe. You know, mm-hmm. like those are the... T- you know...
2: So this is the uh, retreat center review portion of the podcast that is yeah. now concluded. Send us in Pray. your your reviews of retreat retreat centers around the country, and uh, we'll we'll review your review, yeah, um, and let you know if you need to write a letter to that bishop, uh, the, your local ordinary. Um, <laughs> let us know, um, Pat. I really got to go to the bathroom, so I really think we should uh, zip this one up, as it were.
1: Sounds good. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the at the crunch cast or on instagram at the crunch cast me i'm at catholic pat ethan is Apostle. you can find us on the web crunch uh, com. really cool things are happening so you should hop on our patreon patreon.com slash the crunch this is the announcement of the announcement the announcement will happen later i have a phone call soon so
2: i don't even know what the announcement is i'll tell you <laughs> okay great yeah um hey i just want to say before we end the show i just i'm really sorry that you had that experience at that uh retreat center
1: Oh, thanks. It, it's no big deal. It, it it brought me and Phoebe much closer together.
2: Good. I'm glad. <laughs> we'll say a prayer for them and all the people that were there. Yeah, please do. Weekend. Um. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for a good show. I I uh, appreciate You're you. Welcome. And uh, do you have anything else for the people?
1: If you expected this show to be better, stop that.
2: <laughs> Control Z. Undo.
1: Undo. <laughs> undo your expectations.
2: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you all next week.